0: I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Oh, my love, welcome What a juicy episode we have today. Um, But before we get into it, I need to catch you up real quick. Um, I have been sick. I was sick for about four days. My kids were sick. It's winter here uh, in Australia and it is cold and the shit has hit the fan at our house. And I'm also kind of like, oh, I haven't been sick in almost a year. So every time I get sick, I don't know about you, but I'm always like, okay, what's happening? There's a bit of a level up going on. Uh, The universe is asking me to slow down or to take a seat because I have been moving my ass off. I've been doing a lot. And so it's been a little bitch slap for me. Just want you to know. I'm feeling a lot better now. Happy that I got to come in and record this episode. My little one is still sick. Um, Mother's Day is around the corner. It is around the corner and it's so funny. I've thought about this episode and I think it's going to be a series because I have a lot of women in my life who are telling me stories A lot of my clients in the sisterhood, some of our sessions, like some of our coaching calls are just about our mothers, like just about how our mothers are hard, uh, are traumatizing us, you know, the shit that's going on with our moms. And so I thought that this would be a really great series that possibly I might bring some other women on to discuss this and just chat about the mother wound and how do we heal the mother wound. And so that's what we're talking about on today's episode. If you are listening on Spotify, I would love if you could drop a question in the Q&A poll. That is so fun. For those of you that are listening on Spotify, thank you so much uh, for dropping your questions because it really helps me to unpack even more on this podcast. And also, as you know, you can request an episode. The link is always in the show notes. So go ahead and do that. So what I wanted to share about today was one of the questions that I get the most about my mom. If you don't know, please go back to the Life Lessons series, where I talked about my relationship with my bipolar mom, like growing up with a bipolar mother. And I talked about everything in that episode. I have so many episodes about my mom and what's happened. And recently, she got sick again. And so my mom got bipolar when she was 18 years old. She raised me as a single mom. My dad left when I was two years old. And, you know, she did her best, but she struggled. She got sick. She would stop taking her medication because it would make her gain weight. And she physically abused me growing up. And, you know, I know it wasn't her fault and wasn't she wasn't in sound mind. But as a kid, you don't know that. And it's still a, a struggle for a child. And that still was really impactful for me as a kid. And so growing up in and out of the foster care system with abandonment issues with self-confidence issues when not thinking I was good enough, feeling rejected like nobody wanted me, always being scared, um, having anger issues, all of that kind of jazz had come from this experience of growing up with my mom who had bipolar. And so last year in September, she relapsed, she got sick. She had not been sick for 14 years. And I don't know if relapse is the right word, not like she was on drugs. She actually came off the drugs. So she got sick. And I hadn't dealt with that for a really long time. And I thought I would be fine. I'm cool. I could do this. I can advocate for her from Australia. She lives in America in Boston. And the time zone was wild. Like 2am. I'm trying to find her. She's in the streets. I'm trying to speak to doctors. They won't talk to me. It was this whole experience from September, probably till January. And I didn't realize how fucked up it, it was fucked up it was horrible. I was not okay, but I thought I was okay. And I thought I was operating okay. Because if you like me have had some difficulty or adversity, you probably know how to operate in survival mode, you're probably really good at that shit. And so you might not even notice when you are operating on survival mode on, you know, your flight of fright response, and I was just fucked. My nervous system was shot. I was stressed. I was uh, really occupied with, oh shit, is this happening again? And it was all the years as a kid that were coming back now at my 39 years old self was running through this five-year-old self, the three-year-old self, the 13-year-old self, all of my selves that dealt with my mom being sick. And I didn't realize this until January and I had a fucking meltdown, <laughs> a huge meltdown. And I was like, oh my God, I was holding so much space for my mom so much. It it really fucked with me. I had a shamanic energy healing in February and I let out this scream. Yo, that shit was good. It was very loud. I didn't even know that my body could make those sounds. It was wild what came out of me. And I really feel like it was a lot of that. My past younger self, all this shit with my mom, some of her stuff. It was just a lot. And I'm sharing that with you because the number one question that I get from my clients that are in my program that work with me, you know, for over a year. They're with me all the time. I do coaching with them live. From my followers on social media that know about my mom, because I tell my story openly because I want you to feel seen, heard, and validated. That's why. A lot of people that are listening have similar stories, similar things, and I want you to know that you're not crazy. I want you to know that you can heal your past. I want you to know that that shit doesn't get to define you. I want you to know that there is gold In the shit, even though it's gross and it's hard and it feels stinky, piece of poo at your front door, there is diamonds in there. And so when we go through and do this work, we can get the lessons. And so that's why I share this. So if you've been here for a little while, if you haven't, welcome. I love you. Hi. Um, Let's get to know each other, go through the catalog of podcasts. But if you've been here for a while, you know I talk about my mom a lot. And the number one question I get is how do you have a relationship with your mom? How do you forgive your mom? How do you allow her into your life? I feel like I have to have boundaries and, I, and my mom fucking overcomes my boundaries and then I can't do this and I feel like she's toxic and how do I have her? So everyone asks me this question about how I've healed this relationship with my mom and I thought it would be great to talk about it today, seeing that Mother's Day is coming up and we are in a good place right now, right now, and we may not be at some other future point, but right now at the time of recording this, we're in a really great place because she's in a really great place. And so I want to unpack that and talk about this. And hopefully, as I said, we can make this a part two, part three, part four, part 17, because the women I'm speaking to, yes, we got daddy issues. I have those as well. (laughs) But for me, it's really I'm seeing the mother wound a lot. And it's a big one. So how do I forgive my mom? How do I have a conversation? And how do I have a relationship where I allow her into my life? So with my mother, how she is, she's obviously different to me she's a beautiful woman. I had her on the podcast. If you want to listen to that, it's like get to know my mom. I think it's called something like that. Um, introducing you to my mom. So I'll tag it in the show notes. What a woman, you know, like what a woman like she has been through so much abuse. She was given away. She was sexually abused. She was physically abused. She She got herself to college. She's like the first person in our family, I think that went to college. She got her bachelor's degree in University of Puerto Rico. Like She's amazing, right? Has a beautiful energy, um, very friendly, very chatty, very much like me. She's a Gemini as well. My son's a Gemini. (laughs) It's wild, okay? So Margarita Margie is a beautiful human being. However, we are different. And one of the things that I realized while I came to Australia and started doing my work, I worked on my shit for eight years with a coach, with a mentor, with a program, with retreats. Uh, private sessions, group sessions. I was fucking doing the work, okay, for eight years. I didn't become a life coach four days after having a life coaching session. I was in it for eight years healing my shit. And one of the things I discovered in that experience of healing my stuff was that I had taken on my mom's values because that was the only person I grew up with. I grew up in foster homes, but they were quick stints, one year, two years, six months, three months, not enough for me to take on their values. So I took on my mom's values of caring what people think about you, of physically looking beautiful, making sure you look on point all the time, of wanting a man to take care of you, of being really concerned with your physical body, like your, your waist, you know, your weight, how you look, basically. And I didn't realize that I was taking on my mom's shit until I started doing this work. And I started looking at how she really values lipstick. Like if she could see me right now, I don't have lipstick on. She'd be like, Erika, ponte pinta labio. Erika, a little bit of lipstick. You know, your lips are a little bit like she has that accent and it's the cutest. But she would be criticizing my lipstick or my hair or an out of love. Right. I get it. However, I don't want to wear lipstick. Give me a break. (laughs) I am not my lipstick. I am not my physical image. I'm not my nails. I'm not my hair. Like, mom, I'm so much more than that. She never got that. And so what happened to me or what happened for me is that I didn't realize I was so obsessed with how I looked, looking perfect, looking a certain way, what people would think about me, that it was it was freezing me. You know, I was really freezing. I was really attracting relationships where I would get with these narcissistic, really not nice men. And I was being judged the whole time. And so I would try to perform and look a nice way so that they thought I was good enough. And All of this stems back to my mom's beliefs and what she believes, what she valued, what she thought. She cares a lot about what people think. And that was the home. That was the environment. That was the, you know, the environment that I grew up in. And I didn't even notice that. So one of the beautiful things when you start working on yourself and working on your shit and working on why you do what you do and how you do that and where that came from and how long that's been around, when you start getting investigating and, and curious and inquiring, about how you live and why you do what you do in a non-judgmental way to yourself, you start to really stock take, take inventory on, Ooh, I do that. What is that about? Where did that come from? How long has that been there? And not in a nasty way, just in a curiosity. Does that serve me, believing that, thinking that, any of that? Do I want to keep that? Is that actually mine? And so I realized that half the shit that I was thinking was not mine. It was my mother's. And for a long time, I was like, I'm never getting my nails done. I don't want my nails to look nice. I wanted to have these nails that had no nails, no nail polish. I didn't want to look polished. I really fought the, the image for a long time and I didn't realize why. And it was because I didn't want to be like my mom. And so when I started to do this work and heal this, I realized that at the time when I started realizing I got my realizations, I wasn't strong, meaning I had just realized this. So I didn't have the strength to be like, mom, those are your beliefs. These are my beliefs. I don't, you know, I didn't know how to even do that. I had just realized it. So I don't know about you, but when you realize something, you are not masterful at it. You're just realizing like, actually, I don't want this. This is not me. Okay, cool. How do I tell people no now? You're not good at that if you've always said yes. You're not good at not people pleasing when that's all you did your whole life. So what I would have to do was strengthen up that muscle. So at first, I would watch, I would pay attention to, you know, what was going on and what she would say and how I would react. So I started managing my mind, right, which is the first module in the sisterhood. It's the number one thing I teach because you can't do anything. You can't change your life if you don't know what the fuck's going on in your mind. So I started paying attention to my thoughts and my mind. My mom would call me. I would answer the phone. She would have some kind of mood going on. Whatever was going on for her energetically took a shit on me over the phone. I would hang up, then I'd be angry or I'd be in a, in, a, in a rush or I'd be snappy or I'd be negative. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it took a while, my friend, okay? It took a while to realize, ah, what just happened? I was on the phone with my mom. She called me. She didn't really, uh, she got me. I was pissed off. Yeah, I got a bit fucking agitated. And then I hopped the phone Then some car tried to cut me off. I'm fucking beeping at the car. And now I'm ah, the whole day I'm fucking angry. Angry the whole day. Wouldn't realize, didn't understand why the frustration had come where it came from. So that was my first step, if I'm honest. I started to understand when I did answer the phone, when I allowed my mother into my life, what happened? How was my reaction? How was that experience for me? How was that interaction? Was it a positive interaction? Was it a negative interaction? Was it full on fighting and screaming and toxic? Anybody, by the way, not just your mother. You have to start understanding when these people come into your world, into your day, into your house, on the phone, into your ear, how is it? Is it a positive interaction? Do you feel like you're suffocating? Do you feel like they are respecting your boundaries? Do you have boundaries? And that's what I realized. I don't have any boundaries. So my mom will call me first thing in the morning and I'm supposed to be like, yo, happy Monday or happy Saturday. And first thing in the morning, the last thing I want to do is be fucking frustrated and fighting with my mom or hearing about some bullshit that I don't want to hear. So the number one thing that I did was create boundaries. And I know it sounds harsh and I love my mother to death. Margie, I love you if you're listening. (laughs) If you're listening, I love you. I'm just protecting myself, girl, because I got a lot of shit to do in my life and I got kids. And that was the reality. I had to function. I had to be able to go to work, meet my clients on my social media, be with my children, be with my husband. I'm a happy, go lucky, high energy, high energy fucking person, like naturally. So if something was killing my vibe and taking my energy, I had to figure out what it was. So I started doing this boundary thing on my phone where I would just only pick up my phone When I felt like it. (laughs) That sounds ridiculous. I think all of us should do that. But some people are like, what do you mean? I have to answer when this person calls. Do you? Do you have to answer when they call? Or do you feel obliged to answer because you want to please them or you feel bad or you feel like you're going to be mean and you have no boundaries at all? That's what that is. I had no boundaries. So I would just answer the phone. And then I started realizing, actually, no, the first thing this morning, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear the gossip about my auntie. I don't want to hear how hemorrhoids and negative shit is going on in your world. I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't. So I started protecting my energy. And when you start protecting your energy, my friend, it really makes other people uncomfortable. And I'm okay with that. Just be okay with people being uncomfortable with you protecting your energy straight up. And so I wouldn't answer. Then I would choose, today I feel good, I'm going to call her. Or if she calls me, I'm going to answer. And so she already knows I'm busy, I got a busy life. So already prerequisite, it's like, my daughter's busy, I'm going to pursue her because Erica's not going to call me every single day to talk about the same thing we talked about yesterday. But just, I'm not going to do that, right? I'm just going to call you when I have something new to talk about, or I want to share something with you. And so that really became the first big thing that I did for the first two years of living in Australia. When I started doing my work here, I started realizing that I really need to be boundaryed up. Now, that means we didn't talk a lot. That means I didn't tell my mom everything. That means she didn't know everything about me. But for me, and this will be different for you, but for me, that's what, how I had to protect myself. I know some clients of mine that their moms have the key and they just walk into their house anytime they want. I could not handle that. If you don't like that, you need to change that. yesterday, Like five minutes ago, that shit needs to change. It has to be an uncomfortable conversation. It has to be a boundary setting. You will disappoint that person who just walks up into your house. Um, I I don't even know how that's, I can't do that. And I joke around and say like, I want to move her to Australia, but she will have to live a 20 minute ride away. It has to be 20 minute drive, not walk. I can't. Like I just, I can't, I need some space. (laughs) I just can't do it. So that was number one. Number two, I started realizing who she was. My nose is itchy. I started realizing who she was. So I went into my mom's history and my mom's background and what she lived and what she went through. And I got curious about her story and why she cares what people think and why this and that and why this and why does she do that? Hmm, okay, cool. Without judging my mom, I just got curious to figure out, you know, what is this about and why does she do this? And by getting curious, I got to see a little bit about why, about why she has that, why she does that, you know, where is she coming from? I got to have a little bit of empathy, a bit of compassion for her, a bit of patience, a bit of understanding. And so we don't have to be the same and we don't have to agree on the same things. But if I don't understand where she's coming from and if I can't see her world in the way that she sees it, I'm not going to be able to have a relationship with her. And I do want to have a relationship with her. And so I think a lot of the things When I speak to my clients in the sisterhood and we talk about mothers and it's like my mother this and my mother that, you have to realize if you're listening to my podcast, if you're doing the inner work, if you're a part of the sisterhood, if you're a part of any of the coaching programs that I run, you are Gandhi. You chose to be Gandhi, you're Gandhi, which means you got to like you got to be higher level. So we have this joke in the sisterhood that's like you're Gandhi it's hard to be Gandhi. Gandhi's like, be the change you wish to see, you know? Like, if you want to change the world, it starts with you. That that quote, right? And you have to wave the white flag of surrender. Why does it always have to be me? Because it's you. Let's not talk about why it has to be you. It's you. If you are investing in yourself, if you're doing the inner work, if you're trying to level up personal development, if you are not a baby boomer, right? Like, our parents didn't have YouTube, they didn't have podcasts, they didn't have fucking Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or any of that shit. They, they don't even know. My mom doesn't know better, so she does what she knows. And yes, I could send her a podcast if she worked out how to use that. I could send her whatever tape or CD that she could listen to. But the reality is that the way she is is how she is. And that takes me to point three, which I'll talk about in a second. But so I decided, I was like, I'm the one that's doing the work. I have to be on the higher ground. And so part of this is realizing that you are the bigger person. And when you fight and scream and yell and shout and act like you don't know and act like you don't do this work and act like you're unconscious, you're not aware, then you just stoop to their level and nobody can help anybody. And just I I would say number three, right? Like I would say this to myself. My mom is going to go out with that limited consciousness. Like when she wraps up her time here on Earth. That's the limited consciousness that she's going to go out with. Now, is that mean to say that? No, I'm saying it in the sense that even if she doesn't do the work, even if she doesn't personally develop herself, even if she doesn't up level, even if she doesn't read books and get insights, that that's who she's going to be. And I'm going to be with her no matter what. That's going to be my mother no matter what. How can I be with the current reality of my mom versus, well, if she only read this book, well, if she only went to this seminar, well, if she did landmark, well, if she went to a Tony Robbins event, is my mom going to do that? No. And if she does awesome bonus, but I've let myself know that that's where she's at. And I can either fight where she is, or I can rise above. I can rise above with boundaries. Go, I love you, but this is how we're going to do this. I love you. And this is how we're going to meet. I love you. And this is how we communicate. I love you. And this is what I need in order to flourish. And my family needs in order to flourish. And I know it's harsh and it feels like, oh my God, wow, this is so set up. But I had to because what I'll tell you is that multiple times when I didn't have the boundary, I got wounded, I got hurt. And it wasn't a hurt from 25 year old Erica, or a hurt from 39 year old Erica. It was a hurt from four year old Erica, it was a hurt from seven year old Erica. It was like a wound that had been slashed back in the day, getting reopened and lemon juice poured on it with some salt and some chili. You know, what I'm saying like, that sounds delicious. But anyway, it was like a wound that was reopened it was already there and that's why it hurt so bad it wasn't new this is some shit you've probably dealt with with your mom for a long time and so for me I was just like oh my gosh like this is this is coming back again and why is this happening again and I kept asking myself these questions and it wasn't why is this happening it was what are you going to do in order to prevent the same shit going on for you and so it naturally drew me to having boundaries And I've had multiple conversations with my mom and I don't know if she understands them or not, but I have them. Hey, mom, I don't want to hear about that. Mom, if you call me, I don't want to complain about X, Y, Z. Hey, mom, I might not answer the phone because I'm in a high vibe right now and I really need to do my work and be on point. So I might just call you at the end of my day. Cool. Whatever. Like I would have conversations with her. I told her about how I was going to share my life story. Uh, She wasn't very happy about that initially because she doesn't want to look like a bad guy. And I, I said, I get it, mom, but you're not a bad guy. You have an illness and it's my story, and I need to share it with my audience. And so there was a little bit of fighting when, when that happened with my story video and my book and all of that, and I'm okay. I'm okay with her not agreeing. I'm okay with her feeling disappointed in me. I'm okay with her not uh, agreeing with what my actions are. Guess what? I love you, mom, and what you want for my life is different to what I want for my life, and who you think I should be is different to who I wanna be and what the goals I'm going for, and you don't need to understand me I want to understand her, but I don't expect her with her limited consciousness and the way she grew up and the things that she knows to understand me. I I I think that's where a lot of my women go wrong. They start fighting with their moms and they yell and scream and get toxic with their parent. And they're like, doesn't she know she should this? She always does that. Of course she does, baby. That's your mom. Who do you know your mom to be? That's who she's going to be. It's so Byron Katie. If you don't listen to my podcast and you haven't listened before, I talk about Byron Katie a lot. Loving what is. That book has changed my damn life. And she's like, when you fight with reality, you lose 100% of the time. Like liars, people that have lied to you are liars and liars lie. So when you look at a liar and you're like, why are you lying? They lie. That's what a liar does. A fucking dog is going to bark and a cat is going to meow. You do not want a cat barking and a fucking dog meow like that's weird. That was a very strange meow I think I'm still a little bit sick anyway <laughs> you know what I'm saying like you don't want that like you need to get with the current reality so the reality is my mom is that way and I'm gonna act accordingly with who she is I did a podcast the first year of my podcast and it's called know who you are fucking with <laughs> oh in my young days I was so uh you know knowledgeable but you know it was basically that it's like yo who are you fucking with if that's your mom that's who she is If that's your cheating ex-husband, that's who he is. If that's your toxic, negative-ass friend that gossips about everybody, don't be surprised when she knocks on the door and that's who shows up. Of course she shows up. That's who she is in the time being. And Byron Katie talks about, like, believe people. Like, if that's who they are, that's who they are until they're not. So don't fight with the reality. It shouldn't be this way. Guess what, baby? It is this way. So less fighting, less wishing things were different elevate yourself, do your inner work, heal your wounds so that when your mom comes around and tries to slash you again, there's nothing there. There's no reaction. There's no, what is Byron Katie says? There's no war without defense. The minute you get defensive, now we're at war. But if you throw shade at me and I'm just like, sorry, you feel that way. What a shame that that's how you have to do it. Or like, hey, that doesn't bother me. So anyway, I'm done with this conversation. Have a great day. I love you. Namaste, motherfucker. You know, like, I'm not defending. When there's defense, there's a war. And so that's another part of it. It's like I stopped trying to make her someone she's not. I stopped fighting with my mom and who she is. I started accepting her for all that she is and setting boundaries of how I need to live my life. I communicated clearly those boundaries. And even if there was a negative uh, burst or a discussion or argument, I was like, cool, I'm not here to offend you. This is what I need. And I really stuck to what I needed because if you don't know what you need, how is your parent going to know what you need? If you're not willing to stand up for what you need and express that, your boundaries and express what you need in that relationship, that other person's not going to know. And then I got really crystal clear about who she was and why she was the way she was. She's not out here trying to mess with my life. That's how she is. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She doesn't listen to Byron Katie. She's not reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Like my mom's not doing that. And so I see her as she is. And if tomorrow she surprises me, with sometimes my mother does, she will hit me with some advice that I'm like, wow, I was very full of wisdom. That's a bonus. But I'm not holding her now to the wisdom advice, you know, uh, example. Like that's who you have to be every time. No, I know who she is. In my mind, she is that cool and if tomorrow she shifts and changes it's a pleasant surprise but if she goes back to the bullshit I'm also like I'm cool with that as well because I have my boundaries set in place and I think that that's an important part about healing the mother wound is if your mom's still around right if your mother's still here how are you setting up that relationship dynamic do you even have any say in how that relationship dynamic is set up and if you don't I want you to know that you do You can claim some control and power, not control, but you can claim some power back in that relationship. Hey, when you call me talking to me about this shit, I don't wanna hear that because it really brings my day down. So I'm here for you, but we gotta talk about this. If you're gonna gossip about someone, don't call me, call your friend. Call somebody from church, (laughs) church people, be gossiping. Like, go do that. Don't call me to do that because I don't wanna hear that, mom. And I'll, I'll just, I tell her, I'm like, anything else you wanna say? Can we change the conversation? New topic, mom. Can we talk about something else? Now, I say that because I'm trying to guide her in like, I want to be here with you on the phone, but I don't want to hear that. That sounds scary. But guess what? If I don't do that, I'm manipulating the relationship. I'm being a people pleaser to my mom so that she feels like I'm okay and I'm nice and I'm kind. But the reality is I don't want to hear that. And so now I'm manipulating her. And so that's like probably the biggest takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is that you can set a boundary identify what's going on in that relationship that's not working for you set a boundary if you feel called to communicate that next understand her world can you get your mom's world where did she come from what's her story why is she that way you know it's not people don't don't do this because they're evil and they want to hurt our feelings or because they they don't care about us people that hurt you or people that are in pain people that do mean shit they're in pain they got their own shit they haven't worked on i'm not saying it's okay But if you want to get a better relationship with this person, you could get some understanding of their world and where they come from and why they do what they do. And then maybe with that understanding, you could say, hey, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, I get it. However, that's not the way I do it. The way I do it is like this. So I respect you. However, for my world, it's like this. And start really being able to create a relationship that serves you as well. Because, you know, the clients I speak to, the the mothers, some of them, The relationship is just about the mom. The mom is the one that benefits from the relationship and my client is miserable and every time the mom's around, they're uncomfortable, they don't feel good and they think they have to put up with that because that's their mom and I'm like, no, you get to have a say into how this relationship works and at the end of the day, you're number one, you have to be good. You have to be good. I've told people, uh, I've had clients in the past that have said, I don't speak to my mom anymore and it's been three years and they're like, I'm not ready to because she's on drugs or she's an alcoholic. Yo, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not saying there's no one way. There's no, my way is not going to work for you, but you have to find your way. And if that other person, that relationship is really affecting you in your everyday and you got kids or you got a business, you have to work, you have to provide for yourself and you can't because of that relationship, some action does need to be taken. So what I hope to gain, what I hope you gain from this experience or this discussion that we've had is that you're allowed to have boundaries, is that you can stand in the feet and you can stand in the shoes of your mother and where she comes from, and why she is that way. See if you can gather some empathy or some compassion or have a conversation. Conversation is so key. If you are able to have a conversation, just have that empathy and understanding of where they come from, even if you disagree. I disagree a lot with my mom. We don't see on the same page with a lot of things, but I get her, and I hear her, and I understand. I go, I don't agree with that, but that's cool. Good for you, you know? And we have that relationship. And also make sure that you're doing something for you in that relationship. If only five minutes is all you can tolerate on the phone, then just do five minutes. If you don't want her walking into your house every day, you need to have that conversation. And it's okay if you do it wrong. You might set a boundary and you might do it in a wrong way where it pisses everyone in your family off. But you don't know. You haven't done this. So give yourself some grace while you navigate this relationship. While you navigate how to set up the parameters that feel good to you and how you can do that. Happy Mother's Day if you are a mother, and if you lost your mother, big love to you, my friend. I recently had a a girlfriend lose her mom who was really sick, and me and her always talked about our mothers. When my mom got sick, she was really there for me. And her mom recently passed, and she sent me this, like, really sad message, but I felt it. I was like, wow. You know, she said, I know that they can be hard and they can be a pain in the ass, but hold on to your mom. Be with her as much as you can. Get her over to Australia if you can and I know that that's her reality because her mom passed away. And as much as I joke around and be like, my mom's a pain in the ass, you know, she's the only mother I have. And she is a warrior. She fought for me so much. But there is a fine line of you giving everything you have away to this person and losing who you are, losing your sense of self, losing your mind. You know, I have kids I have shit that I have to do. And also being able to mend something, have something there. So I think we all have to find our ways um, big love to you. If you're struggling with this topic, if you want to hear more about this, please message me on Instagram at the queen of confidence, or you can email support at thequeenofconfidence.com. queen a It's a tricky one. You know, um, now we have a beautiful relationship. My mother and I talk, she'll text me, she learned how to text message. That works really well for me text messages. And then I say, I'll call you when I can. And she knows I'm busy. And we work it that way. She's going to come back to Australia to visit me. Um, And my goal for myself that I'll share with you is that I could find a way to not allow if she gets sick again, to disrupt my nervous system and disrupt my world as it did, because it really affected me massively. I'm not there yet, my friend. I'll keep you posted on how I'm regulating that. But it's very tricky when you're the only child and you have all this stuff with your mom and there's guilt in there. And I know it's not true, but there is this guilt. There's all kinds of shit in there. So I'm um, doing the work on this. Commit to doing the work on this. Get a coach, get a therapist. Join the fucking sisterhood. Come and work with us. We are going to open this program soon. So by the way, get your ass on the wait list. There's a link in the bio. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. It's a, It's a big topic. We're going to keep talking about it. But let me know how you go with this episode. I love your face so damn much. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor. One big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence in the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode.